Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Thank you for taking time to join us as we take time to learn from God's Word together. The message you are about to hear comes from the Cape Elizabeth Church of the Nazarene in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. Listen to more sermons or learn more about the church at our website, capenazarene.org. Good to be able to sing together. Songs are often used to mark a specific time or they cause us to remember a specific time. When, when, for instance, if you were to hear Paco Bell's Canon in D, we will immediately start to think of weddings, of, of the bride coming down. In fact, I warn people when they ask me to do their wedding, I always warn them, if you're not going to do that traditional song for the bridal ma- march, we have to have a strategy. Because I still remember a wedding I, was, uh, I went to when I was young, and they decided, we're going to have a different entry march for the bride. And of course, there's all kinds of introductory music, the music for the rest of the bridal party. But the bride didn't pick Canon and D, and so she went down to a different song. So no one knew the bride was coming until they passed her in the aisle. And all of a sudden, like, oh no, that's, she's here. Am I supposed to stand now? What happens? And it was hilarious. It was only hilarious because I wasn't officiating that wedding. <laughs> and so I, was, I just kind of laughed at it. So I warned couples now. Like, like that, that, is, that is set in everyone's mind. That's what they're waiting for. It, 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 carries with it a particular time, a moment. And so, like, for instance, if we hear pomp and circumstance, we, we, we think of graduations. I fully expect to hear that song this spring when Eric graduates from college. Yes, it, it's amazing to think four years has nearly passed already. Uh, perhaps the most obvious song that we just, we, we know the situation that it goes to. I mean, it's in the name, is the song Happy Birthday. Even though only in the last couple of years has it become public domain. That's right. That's why restaurants and TV shows, whenever they did a birthday song, they had to make up their own tune. Is because it wasn't public domain. But yet, we all know the song, and we know it the same way. Um, and so uh, that song, Happy Birthday, has been with us again and again and again through the generations. For some, uh, these musical memories can, of course, sometimes bring back difficult memories, but they often bring memories of joyous occasions as well. And Christmas is one of those times when music can bring to our mind memories of the past, whether good or bad. And so it's fitting during this Advent week of joy that we are going to look at Psalm 126, which is a song of remembrance and a song of joy that the people would sing to remember the source of their, their joy, the God, their God, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so I'll read for you a very short psalm, Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves." The Psalms of Ascent were were intended to provoke a collective 
memory among the people. Psalm 126 is one psalm of a whole number in this section that are called Psalms of Ascent. Uh, from actually, it goes from like 120 to 134. Uh, all a bunch of short psalms, easily memorable songs, easy songs to repeat. There were songs that were sung by pilgrims traveling up to Jerusalem, up the hillside to Jerusalem for any number of annual feasts. Which would mean these psalms then were associated with specific times of the year. And this 126th psalm would have been a particular psalm during the harvest time, uh, a way for them to remember the God who has provided for them. And these psalms were meant to show that God has been faithful, not only in the distant past, but in a more recent past, and that they can celebrate God's faithfulness now. Songs of joy remind us where we're going. These shorter psalms, shorter than all the rest of them, in fact, I find it interesting that the shortest psalms in this collection come right after, like, the very longest one, 119, but they are easily to remember, easy to, to sing, easy to chant. They would have been ones that would have stayed with them. I would, I would liken these psalms of ascent to, like, the choruses of their day. <laughs> these, are, these are the easy ones that they can just pick up. We have, of course, songs that are easy for us to know, easy for us to recite, easy for us to sing. We have, for instance, our doxology. We, in fact, we sing that so much we can sing it in numerous tunes, like we have this season singing it to O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, a song that literally means a word of praise, a, a word of giving glory to God. And so we sing that after uh, giving thanksgiving to God through, through offering. And so it is traditional in, in our liturgy, in, in the, our act of worship, to sing that as a continual praise of giving a gift of praise to our Lord. So we sing this doxology. Over the past five years, a, another song has kind of snuck in there that you guys have become very familiar with. A song called Speak, O Lord. It's an alternative that sometimes we use that is a way of preparing our hearts for listening to what God might say in the scripture readings that we have in worship. And so these songs carry meaning and they carry memory and they start to like uh, embed themselves in us. We start to know them and it's easy to sing them and say, here's a purpose and, and this is now where I'm centering you know, my thoughts and my life and, my, and just who I am to praise to God. Music and memory are strongly connected in that way. Our knowledge of how music and memory are connected is why we use songs to teach people things, to teach children things. So, like, perhaps the quintessential song for teaching is, of course, the ABCs. We all know that song, even though that song, if you really think about it, is really only meant for, like, a 20-letter alphabet. I mean, that's why we squeeze elemental P in like one note, <laughs> right? right, right. It, it, it just doesn't fit our alphabet. But yet, we know that song. It stays with us. It is our song. And there are other songs, too, that just kind of work with our memory. Uh, a song so many times I've heard from people saying, this is a song someone used to sing to me. Songs like, You Are My Sunshine. My mom, it was Bushel in a Peck. I don't know if you know that one, but she used to sing that. That was, that was our child. All different songs that say, oh, yeah, there's love there. Songs that, that just kind of hold on to us. Songs that have good memories or bad memories can be evoked by music and, and point to different eras in our life. One of the things I will do 
in the morning because I'm not a morning person at all. Jen's about to say amen. So like this, like I'm not a morning person at all. And so what I do is I turn on the radio. I put it on when I go in the shower. I walk around the house within the morning because I need music to kind of pick me up in the mornings. And so this morning, uh, my uh, music play system, some songs it shows immediately brought some of these memories. One of them was a song by, that came out about 24 years ago. Three Doors Down's Kryptonite was playing on my song. And I remember that song. It brings back a memory for me because it came out, this, this, this song came out the, the month before I got married. And so my best man came the week before we got married and he had his sports car that he had just got and we would cruise the town hanging out together, blasting Three Doors Down. If I go crazy, will you still call me Superman? And like we would just yell, the, yell sing this at the top of our lungs, with the windows down, it was glorious. So it brings back memories. Another song that came on for me this morning was Walking on Sunshine. It was just a few years ago, I was working at Lighthouse Child Care Center. And I still remember one of the songs that one of our spring musicals that we did was all the kids singing this song. And so now when I hear Walking on Sunshine, I see a bunch of smiling three, four, five, and six-year-olds singing this song, and, a, and I still see in my face a whole bunch of parents giggling with joyful glee at the fun their children are having in this moment. And so these songs bring back moments. They bring back memories. In fact, we find that uh, songs and music often bring back uh, legitimate memories in people who have cognitive decline. People are having problems with memory. Often finding that people will come alive when certain songs come on or, or, they, or they hear something familiar. They start to rediscover their identity. There is indeed a link to music and who we are. And so music is a part of the church liturgy for many of these same reasons. We, we are identifying the core of who we are with the God who has created and loved us. And, it is, and, these, this, and the music is formational for that. And indeed, it forms a lot of our theology. For good or ill, the songs form what we know and what we claim about who God is. I could I ask you, what are some of the first songs you remember from church service? What are the songs that you sing most often when you're back at home. Even today, what we sang from this, this week, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore You. That was our recessional at our wedding for Jedi as we left. So every time I sing that, I'm like, and we're going on to what God has planned in the brave new future. Like, I just sing that song, and it's just always like, and we're moving on to what God has next, because that has just been cemented into a part of my life. So the, 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 these songs of worship go with us. And so this Christmas season, of course, we return to familiar songs. We hear them on the radio. Next week, we're going to sing a lot of them together. And you, we won't want to miss some of your favorite Christmas songs. It reminds us, of course, of Christ's coming. Easter, when we sing the songs that we know very well for Easter, they are songs that always point to his resurrection. We remember those. There are songs that just kind of hold, we hold on to. They stay with us. This 126th Psalm, and of course the Psalms around it, are connected to a communal memory. A way for them to say, this song that we know, that we've come to memorize, that we sing on the way to the festival, that we sing on the way to Jerusalem, is a song that has stayed with us. It helps us remember who we are. It helps us remember what God has done in the past. And remembering the past 
is meant to help us remember forward. If you heard that phrase, that remember forward in our response of reading, you thought, wait, what? Usually when we think of remember, we think of just reliving or recalling something from the past. But I like to think that the Advent season is not only recalling, but is remembering forward. Remembering forward, uh, for me, um, I think the best way to think of that is to break down the word remember. Re, of course, is just the, the prefix that means to do something again, to, uh, to repeat. But member is to give it body. A member is an arm, a leg, a digit. It, it is a part of the life. To remember is to embody that which was before. And so when we remember something from the past or we remember a loved one, what we are doing is hoping to re-embody and to live out that memory, to be able to uh, uh, bring re- the, the reality of that memory into how we live our life now. And so we remember forward. Well, Psalm 126 is a song of remembrance. It isn't supposed to just be static. It's supposed to help people look forward. The idea is that looking back to where God has been faithful kindles the hope that God's going to be faithful again in the future. And so in the first three verses of this psalm, they are remembering the fortunes. They're remembering the blessings. They remember when their mouth was filled with laughter and they were shouting with joy. They're remembering those blessings. And they're singing about this in order to help them remember those times and to look for when those times come again. It is easy to look back and only focus on what is lost, but this psalm looks back in order to celebrate the hope of what is to come. Advent is a season of remembering forward. We look back to to when God's coming uh, uh, in order to anticipate His return, that He came before in the person of Jesus Christ, and we celebrate that but we are still anticipating God's work through Jesus Christ in our life today and the return of Jesus Christ. We look at the faithfulness of God in the past, trusting that He will be faithful again. We look to the past with an eye on the promises of God for the future. To use that phrase, remember again, that God's Holy Spirit would so work in our lives and fill our bodies that Christ would be remembered in us. Verse 4 says, cries out, Restore our fortunes, O Lord. It is a way of remembering what was in the past and asking for a renewal of those blessings today, of asking the Lord to meet us precisely where our needs are now. And there's a joy in remembering forward because of the great things God has done before and having faith that God is still going to do them, and knowing that God is faithful to act on our behalf in the future. And so this entire psalm is about recalling the greatness and faithfulness of God and the trust that He is going to be faithful in the future. The last couple verses were ones I've kind of had some fun kind of studying and looking into. He says, we have been sowing in tears. We have been going out and weeping with seeds for sowing, but it talks about reaping with shouts of joy and coming home carrying the harvest of what they have sowed. 
And, and I found myself, as I was looking at this and, and studying this, this psalm, I found myself realizing that there was a history in their seasons of planting and harvesting uh, of what they remembered in worship and what they remembered in their communities. And so the time of harvest was a time of joy. The time of harvest was a time of celebrating all that is good and what God is doing. But the time of sowing, the time of planting the seed, became a, a, a time in their worship of, um, of lamenting. Kind of like what, what we covered over the last couple of weeks during Advent. Of remembering the hard things and just crying out to God with where the struggles are. It became, the, the time of planting and seeding became a time of lament. And so when they talk about sowing in tears and going out weeping, bearing seed, it's because it was a part of uh, the season for them that this time of planting was also a time where they remembered lost ones. It, it has caused me to rethink a passage of Scripture uh, in the Gospel of John. Uh, Jesus uh, is talking to his disciples and uh, one, of the, one of the things he says to them is, is, just as a kernel of wheat has to fall into the ground and die in order for it to grow and produce seeds and produce its fruit. Uh, it is, this becomes an analogy he uses about how basically we will die to self and, and yet God, in working through us, will produce so much fruit. And I remember preaching for that sermon in the past and think to myself, it's just such a weird analogy that they would think a seed goes into the ground and died. I never really thought about it. And I thought, well, maybe that was just an ancient way of looking at it. Maybe that's just an idiom I don't understand. And so because in my mind, and I think in most of our minds, when we think of seeds, we think they're just in a dormant state. You just give the right conditions and life will come forth. We don't think of seeds as going in the ground and dying. But in studying Psalm 126 and realizing that the planting season was a, was a time and a recognition of mourning, a time of recognizing that in our life we don't have to hide the things that have happened in the past that are regrettable or hurtful, that we can have seasons of remembering this. This psalm captures then the moods of the season of recognizing there are times when we sow in tears, but there's times when we shout with joy. And so we enter into Advent season and this Christmas season, and it carries with us the burdens of today, and it carries with us its sorrows. And we focus the last two weeks on the Psalms of Lament, the knowledge that there can be sorrow during this season. But this third season of Advent, when we light the candle of joy, when we, when we take a different look at where things are, it takes on a different color this time. We do so not to hide from sorrow, not to ignore it, not to pretend it isn't there. We light it to do so with boldness of hope, with the expectation that the God who is faithful will meet us where we are, that in the midst of our yearning, that we hope that His faithfulness will be shown again, that His greatness will be displayed. To speak of joy is not to hide or shun away from loss, but to recognize and hope that the God who has provided in the past will yet provide again. And that's true joy, to be able to look forward in hope and expectation. 
to, to, to recognize that uh, we can look forward in hope and expectation without ignoring the past or even the present troubles, but to recognize our God is with us in those. To recognize that there are seasons and times of lament, but those times don't make up all of ex- existence. Indeed, even in the midst of those times of lament, we can find music. We can find ways of connecting our being who we are with the God who has loved us and created us. We can find ways of connecting yet again with Him. And that, that will connect everything about our joys, our sorrows, our thoughts, our concerns with the God who loves us. That's what this psalm does. It's what this psalm has done. Help connect who we are with the hope and the expectation that God again brings life and brings joy, brings a harvest. The music of this season conjures up memories for us. Of course it does. It's Christmas season. Some might not be good memories and others can be quite hard. But hopefully we also have some great memories of Christmas's past. And even if our memories are difficult this time of year, even if even if we're in a stage of weeping, we can look back and remember the faithfulness of God in the past and trust that God is still faithful now and will be faithful again. That just like the children of God, we may only have seeds in our hands now, but we trust in the harvest. We trust that God is with us. And so we remember forward and we pray and we ask God to remember who we are as well and allow us to take on the shape of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ in our lives, trusting that God will be faithful all the way, just as God was so many years ago when He took on humanity for us. And so we sing songs of lament, we sing songs of joy, we sing songs of hope, we sing songs of promise that we might learn to collectively remember the God who is always faithful and indeed find that we are centering who we are and creating a connection with the God who loves us and indeed restores joy to us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for today. And I thank you for seasons of expectation. Seasons where we can remember that we are looking forward to something where we don't have to think that in in this moment, just now, everything has to already be. Everything has to be perfect or everything has to be exactly how we've always dreamed, that we can rest in knowing, God, we turn to you and we trust that you will be faithful again. And we yearn and we cry out to you and say, Lord, restore to us the joy of our salvation, the, the, the hope of what you are doing in our midst. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time of worship. And I pray, Lord, that we would find hope and joy in you. That what we sing, whatever song it is that connects with us, would help us recognize that it's precisely that person that you have loved, that you sent your Son for, and that you have desired your Spirit to dwell in. Thank you again, Lord, for loving us being with us. May we find joy and comfort in your grace and in your mercy. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for this sermon podcast. We hope that the message has inspired you to draw closer to God each day. May God bless you as you serve Him today.